Hello, and welcome to the Safe to Hope podcast. My name is Anne Marie, and I'm the executive director for Help Her and the host of this podcast. On the Safe to Hope, Hope Renewed in Light of Eternity podcast, we help women tell their story with an eye for God's redemptive purposes. All suffering is loss, but God leaves nothing unused in his plans. We want to help women see his redemptive thread throughout their circumstances and then look for opportunities to join with God in his transformational work. We're back talking with Darby Strickland about story um, for the Safe to Hope podcast. And last time we spent a good amount of time talking about the importance of language um, as women talk about their stories. This time Darby's going to share with us a little bit of God's heart for sufferers in his word. Um, Maybe if we could just start out with this question, Darby, how does God connect um, our stories through his word? Yeah, that's a great question. It's he invites us in to rub our lives up against scripture, right? Scripture is actually a personal invitation um, to understand your own heart and to be connected with the Lord. And one way I think is just recognizing that the invitation of his word um, is um, to create a relationship with him, right? His God's words, even if we just think about the word incarnate, the whole purpose of them is a pursuit of his people. And so we want to teach um, sufferers how to connect with God's word in a way that is personal, where they see their lives, their suffering, their anguish, their joys on the pages of scripture. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Um, You've even said that the gospel rewrites our story. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, even if we think about that, just from the point of an Old Testament narrative, you know, we we read the story of Joseph very differently as New Testament Christians. Mm. We read the story of Ruth, where God is absent, very differently, understanding what a kinsman redeemer is now that we have a redeemer. And so I think it's just one, another way to understand the process of a victim. They have a history and they have a story, but until they make certain connections about God's heart for them, his desire to rescue them, his desire for redemption um, and restoration, they can't see the whole of their story, Mm. right? Things um, and details don't always make sense. Um, But when they start to understand more of God's heart and his character and his pursuit, of them. Um, They begin to tell their story in a different way. Different details matter. They can see little rescues that happened along the way, even in the midst of great suffering. Um, So yeah, in a sense, the telling of your story in light of scripture is a process with many layers. And we also see that unfolded in scripture itself. If we think about um, the narrative of oppression by the Egyptian slavery of the Israelites, how many times was that story retold throughout scripture? And every time it's told, it's to remind us that God has come to save his people from other people's sin. And he is this pursuing loving God. And, and it's told again and again and rehearsed and rehearsed in the Old Testament. And then when it's told again in the new, there's just different layers of detail and understanding of what that rescue really looks like. And so scripture is really repetitious, right? 
um, because there's such great value in what we're learning about the Lord. And I think I want to encourage, you know, people listening to victim stories is to hang with them through their first and 50th draft. Mm. Right? And, and so, yeah, let's just see as, as they organize it more, as they understand things, as they're starting to use more biblical categories, as they're making connections that they never want to make, you know, sometimes a victim, you know, you're working with them for several months and they realize, well, how come my mother didn't protect me? How come my pastor sided with my abuser? They have so many things they have to process and try to make sense of. Um, and so we, it, what sounds like it's repetitive to us is really them trying to sort it out. And if we teach them to use God's words to pray when they're in agony and distress, this is what Christ did, right? When he was in agony and distress, he prayed the Psalms, right? So we have all these beautiful ways that even the way Jesus uses scripture, um, that we just want to teach people that we love um, how to connect to the Lord using his own words. This is like sitting in a master class with Darby. <laughs> that I've never thought of that before. I mean, the scriptures, because you're so right. We do see Joseph in a whole different perspective because of um, where we, you know, which testament we side we sit on. Um, and that is what we're hoping our um, counselees and victims and survivors are going to do as well, reinterpret it um, in light of, you know, in light of both what happened prior and what happened now, but also in light of eternity, which is, you know, mm -hmm. part of the tagline for our, our podcast. Um, so here's, here's a question for you though. Um, yeah. Many, unfortunately, victims, especially if they've grown up in the church and that's where they were um, assaulted or victimized, um, scripture has been used negatively against them. And you mm. don't always know that. And, and you might see a visceral response in the, in the person you're trying to help. Um, how, how do you um, approach somebody who's been abused or I should say the scriptures have been misused or use the right subject <laughs> verb, right? Um, the scriptures have been misused against them. How do, how do you help them? Yeah, first I want to do as best I can, because they're not always aware of it. I want to ask them that directly. Are there certain passages that have been used to shame you? Are there certain passages in conflict that were used against you? Are there certain ways the church has talked about God and his word that have been harmful to you? So I'm trying to locate particular passages or themes so that I'm aware of the landmines. That's one thing that I do. Um, conversely, I will say, what, where can you go in scripture and feel loved and at peace? Like, do you have a life verse? Is there a story or a hymn? I'm asking to them, what are they carrying with them already? That's resonating and, and has a little bit of hope and healing to it. Um, oftentimes I think what's wonderful about even considering story and the narratives in the Bible is when I think about the majority of people who have been abused by script by someone misusing scripture, they it they don't use narratives. They typically use the commands. They use a lot of the Pauline letters, unfortunately, right? They they use sections of the scripture. Narratives typically aren't one of them, and so sometimes the Bible stories 
are safer places to park people actually. Um, and, and we can, they can ponder God's heart because those stories tend to have a complexity to them. Right. Um, and they want us to be discerning. And, and so, yeah. And, and they're, again, the details, they can often relate to their own experience. The other place that I often take people to is the Psalms, but I pr- probably say, and you probably do this too, Amory. you know, let's try to find a Psalm that you can live in for a few weeks or a month. And let's, let's find one that fits versus me saying to them, you know, Psalm 55 is about abuse. So let's right. it's no, I want them to resonate. So I want to help them find it, but I want them to find the passages and the places at work. And and I do that because I trust the Lord will bring that to their attention, right? And that's just so freeing that I know he is wiser and smarter and he is on the move in their life. And I can trust that he's going to bring them their word, the word that they need. Yeah. And, and you're right. I mean, so often we hear things like that and we were reminded as advocates, not just counselors, but how important it is to restore a victim's a- agency. Um mm-hmm. But and so in in missions, I've read that you have to you are to avoid paternalism at all costs, never do something for somebody else they can do for themselves. But mm-hmm. also what that does is it involves them in their care um, and it gives them kind of an ownership in their own care. And I appreciate that. And I also appreciate I, I love the idea of one verse. I get a little itchy when I hear people at the beginning of the year say they're going to read the Bible through the year. I'm like, no, just read one book, <laughs> you know, <laughs> one verse, just one verse. If we can just, you know, like you said, camp out here for a little while on this one verse. And, you know, sometimes you can pull a verse apart in phrases and there's such richness to each phrase. And of mm-hmm. course, the Psalms are going to do that. And of course, the laments are going to do that. Um, but and of course, I'd never even thought. Yeah, narratives. You're right. You know, it's usually, um, what do you call it? Like uh, fiery dark kind of scriptures that are thrown at victims yeah. and not narratives. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, I just think there's so many ways that scripture connects to people. Yeah, even just hearing the words that they're using and the things that they're valuing or longing for, particularly wounded by sometimes that helps us be more directive in making a connection for them if we're listening well. Very important point, Um, (laughs) listening well, which is a lifelong learning how to do, right? Um, Yep. (laughs) We've been talking about walking with sufferers towards a new place as it relates to their stories, to their circumstances. Of course, Scripture provides that place as we read and listen to God's heart in His Word for His people. Darby has done such a great job leading us to hear Him, even when His words have been misused. When we return again in a couple weeks, we want to touch on relationship and the process of care and storytelling. You can learn more about Darby's books and find a link to purchase in our show notes. For women wondering if what you are experiencing is domestic abuse, Darby's book, Is It Abuse?, is incredibly helpful. Those who minister in the church will also find her work beneficial. Safe to Hope is a production of Help Her. Our executive producer is Anne-Marie Goudsward. Safe to Hope is written and mixed by Anne-Marie and edited by Anne-Marie and Helen Waite. 
music is Waterfall and is licensed by Pixabay. We hope you enjoyed this episode in the Safe to Hope podcast series. Safe to Hope is one of the resources offered through the Ministry of Helper, a 501c3 that provides training, resources, and the people necessary in order for the church to shepherd women well. Your donations make it possible for Help Her to serve women and churches as they navigate crises. All donations are tax deductible. If you'd be interested in partnering with this ministry, go to helpherresources.com and click the donate link in the menu. If you'd like more information or would like to speak to someone about ministry goals or advocacy needs, go to helpherresources.com. That's helpherresources.com.